Welcome to the Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast, brought to you by NAR Commercial, the National Association of Realtors. In this program, a conversation with NAR Signature Series speaker D. Scott Smith. Scott teaches two courses in the Signature Series, Fundamentals of Commercial Real Estate and How to Activate Your Social Media Strategy. I'm your podcast host, Steve Lubetkin. Scott Smith has more than 14 years of leadership experience in the real estate industry. He offers a rare blend of creative and operational strengths, and he's achieved exciting urban economic development turnarounds and is recognized for that success in growing sales and profits. Scott has experience in many facets of the real estate industry, but he specializes in brokering smaller tier investments in the Mid-Atlantic area. Scott's past president of the Maryland, D.C. CCIM chapter, He regularly represents the Institute at national conferences in Washington, D.C., and continually promotes CCIM through universities, brokerage firms, and elsewhere throughout the industry. And as we mentioned, he produces two courses in the NAR Signature Series, Fundamentals of Commercial Real Estate and Activating Your Social Media Strategy. We chatted with Scott over Skype from his office in Maryland. Scott, thanks for joining us on the NAR Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Scott, talk a little bit about your years of experience in the real estate industry. You've been doing a lot of things in the Mid-Atlantic region, and in particular with the CCIM Institute and with uh, NAR. What are some of the uh, educational programs that you're offering, and, and how can people benefit from them? I started out in real estate in 1996, um, right out of high school. So I started my first company uh, right out of high school. I started doing brokerage activity, started taking CCIM classes. An absence of fundamental education uh, available to me locally. And so I actually started looking into the CCIM curriculum and decided that uh, my brain definitely went more into numbers and investing. And so I started investing and buying properties on my own. I used those returns to pay for my CCIM education and travel expenses and things along those lines. So then uh, I finished my portfolio requirements and successfully passed the CCIM exam in 2007. Since that time, I uh, started writing real estate classes. More on the beginner level, I kind of started out doing like the fundamentals class. Also got the class approved for CE credits for Maryland and DC and Virginia. And then through that, I started writing other classes just because my students would ask me about, you know, how do you do a lease analysis? Um, And I didn't want to have another barrier to entry for them. So I said, why don't I just start writing curriculum and designing curriculum that is more basic in structure, and then I I can lead them into other channels to go get, you know, um, highly uh, qualified CCIN grade courses. So through that, I kind of just built my base and catalog of courses that I write and, and, and teach And then I started getting into more complex structures like demand and more social media strategy classes and things along those lines. It's been a a fun process. I get to meet a lot of people on both the beginner and the experienced practitioners that, you know, are tired of sitting in 
CE classes that have to do with home inspections when they absolutely, you know, uh, don't do anything at all with residential. I'm kind of in a, in a very unique and, and blessed place in that I kind of fulfill that gap in the education from the extremities of CCIM to the home inspection water down. I kind of fill that mid area, if you will. And, you know, you talked a little bit about having a sort of unconventional approach, an unconventional path into your profession. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the difference between the way you learned about commercial real estate and the way other people with maybe more formal training coming up, you know, people who went from high school to college to other courses before they got to where you're at. (laughs) First, let me say, I probably wouldn't recommend anybody uh, start off down the path that, that I did. Um, I probably paid for a college education 10 times over and just mistakes that I made. And when you're doing high-level deals, it's not impossible to make a $20,000 mistake um, right from the get-go. I was actually you know, on the street buying properties, fixing them up, selling them, both residential and commercial, and some land. I was doing it with my own dollars, or money that I actually would um, raise through syndication or something along those lines. So we did that with partner structures and hiring attorneys and then just kind of being out there and always wanting to learn and grow and do more. I just started buying, you know, properties and fixing them up. Now, the good thing about that was is I made sure that those numbers were solid because Obviously, you know, it was my own money on the line. And then I took that same approach into brokerage activities and and dealing with other people's properties and that I always try to look at a deal structure now from, not from the brokerage capacity, although it may be operated in a brokerage capacity, but looking at it from, if it was my deal, how would I do that? How would I negotiate the structure? What would I want ultimately out of the deal? And then I try to kind of work backwards from there to make the deal happen. I find that the property owners like that. Um, it's a definitely a different approach than just saying, hey, I'm just going to come in and try to maximize the return you know, this way. I try to look at the whole picture and try to make them understand that, yeah, you may get you know, more money if you do it this way, but if you structure the deal in such fashion, you're actually going to have you know, a lower tax base or you're going to have an annuity stream, which you would have not had if you had done it on the straight traditional deal-making kind of mindset. Scott, in your uh, courses in the NAR Signature Series, you have uh, two primary courses. One is the Fundamentals of Commercial Real Estate. The other is a social media course, and we'll talk about that in a minute. On the uh, area of Fundamentals of Commercial Real Estate, what are some of the key things that you cover in your program that are of importance to realtors who are specializing in commercial real estate or thinking about going into it? Sure. Uh, Most of my students in that class are basically straight beginners. I mean, people that have done a deal, one or two, but they don't really know if it's commercial real estate um, is something that they want to dive into full time. So we kind of gear that class towards like very basic beginner level, like here's the team members that need to be on your team for commercial real estate. Here is how you go about getting the different types of loans for commercial real estate. What do those different kind of loans look like? How long is the process? What is the marketing package for a piece of real estate look like? So we really break it down to, to the very finite ingredient as to what commercial real estate 
uh, is how it's handled and how to uh, eventually structure deals and hopefully make some money at it from either the brokerage or the investor capacity. So it's very basic in structure, and I find that a lot of students really appreciate that because if they're just looking into commercial real estate, it's difficult to explain to them that, hey, you're going to need to take two days off work, spend 500 bucks, not get a CE credit for it, um, or you know, spend $2,000 in some boot camp somewhere for a week. So we kind of said, okay, what price point is going to make it fathomable for a residential practitioner to come and learn about commercial real estate from its very basic beginning level? And then let's take that class and get it CE approved. So the states have been great with working with me and getting those approved so that usually the classes do fill up um, you know, pretty significantly, which I'm thankful for. And I think that the students walk away with quality education that they don't have to spend, you know, an arm and leg to get. Are there any topics in the fundamentals course that are most important to you personally or which are most popular with your students? <laughs> yeah, probably most popular. Probably the question that I get most often is, you know, how much money can you make in commercial real estate? I think a lot of people have this mindset that, you know, Every commercial practitioner is a high roller. Every commercial practitioner is out there slamming $5 million deals. You know, what they don't realize is that, yeah, there are those in the market that do that. That's maybe 20% of the entire market. The other 80%, you know, they're dealing with the, you know, 1,200 square foot lease. And they do much smaller deals, but they do them you know, multiple times a year or they build them in in such a way that they provide an annuity stream. I try to kind of break that mindset down to say, listen, when you break it all out, you know, a residential practitioner is going to have a much shorter time to get paid on a transaction from start to finish, where it may be three months for a residential guy. It's going to be, you know, 12 months for a commercial. So when you break it down, yeah, the paycheck is bigger per se, but on a monthly average, it's not really too much off of the residential mindset. I mean, off the residential structure of, you know, making money. And whenever I kind of bring it to that level, I think the students appreciate that and they kind of say, that makes a lot of sense. The only difference is you have to clearly define your niche and you have to clearly become a full expert in what you're doing. I don't think you can do residential and do commercial. I don't think that you can be 100% in both of them at the same time. I think the students walk away with that understanding. And, you know, if I can keep them out of trouble and if I can save anyone from getting, you know, into a lawsuit, then I feel as an instructor, I've done my job. Now, you also have a course on activating a social media strategy. Obviously, social media continues to be a topic of great interest among realtors, both commercial and residential. And we've talked to many signature series speakers and other experts about social media. What do you do or say or tell them about social media that could be valuable to a realtor investing uh, their time in, in becoming better at it? Well, first, let me say, I, I personally have been to Lots of social media classes. I've been to lots of events. And the bottom line is, is it's all bells and whistles. And that really kind of annoys me whenever, you know, they'll tell you about all the latest and greatest tools or use this website to do that. And this is what this does and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. That is useful information. 
but nobody tells you how to go about and actually do that. And so our class kind of takes all the different tools and say, if you do this, this is what the result will be. And here's how you go about structuring an actual online marketing strategy. And it's not just the tools and bells and whistles and all that kind of stuff, but it's the actual strategy on how do you design an online social media campaign, not just for your brand, but also for your clients and their properties. And that is kind of a different approach and takeaway because we actually design a structure and a plan right there in the class and say, here's how you do this with these tools as opposed to just trying to sell you on what those tools are. Any suggestions for people who are just getting started with uh, using social media to promote their commercial real estate practices? Yeah, probably one of the one of the the best ones that I think you could probably do is go out there and get on any free account that you can through any of the tools, you know, Foursquare, Yelp, Twitter, you know, Facebook, all the online platforms that, that are free to use. You should immediately go out there and start, make sure you use, you know, like your same photo or what have you, same contact formation. So it's all kind of start building the brand. Do all that kind of work first before you start putting it into action into, you know, how to utilize your, your structures um, for its maximum returns. And when I say returns, I don't necessarily mean uh, numeric returns. You got to think of this in more of, you know, social returns. And Socialnomics is a great book that kind of defines the difference between what a, what a social return and what an economic return is. And not to plug, you know, the Socialnomics books, but that is probably the, the best book that you could read and to do some research on and, and to understand the full concept of what a social media strategy is because it is two things, you know, it, it's either you're not working or you're networking online and that's about as basic as you can get. And so you want to make sure that you are maximizing your time on the internet. You're not just messing around on Facebook, but that, you know, your posts are systematic. They're not all sales oriented. That's if you're, if all you're doing is posting your properties or services, you're really kind of missing the whole concept of what social media is. And that's the biggest problem that I see from a commercial practitioner standpoint. We have all this data, useful data available to us that a lot of people want to know, but they don't know how to kind of market themselves in a sense that it's not all about sales. It's all about getting and building trust with your community. And Scott, just as you look out at the landscape of commercial real estate and the commercial real estate market, what uh, trends and issues do you think will be of major concern to people over the next couple of years? I think we need to start paying attention more to demand. A lot of people have this idea that a reduction in inventory is demand. And whenever you start looking at, you know, if you have a 100,000 square foot warehouse in an area and you have... 100,000 square foot warehouse in another area, and the buyer is only going to buy one, all things being equal, why is one warehouse acquired and one not? All that the reduction of 100,000 square foot absorption in a market is going to show is that it has actually gone out of the market. 
So people think that that is demand because it's a reduction of inventory. But at the heart of demand, it's really the question as to why was that chosen? And so we kind of broke that down into some of the, what we're calling demand matrix and looking at the different components of decision-making process as to why someone would choose a certain asset over a different asset in the same marketplace. I think going forward, if you can kind of break that out as to what is the actual demand per asset and not per market, I think that's going to be a pretty good maker for yourself in your local marketplace because there's not too many practitioners that are doing that right now. Well, it sounds great. And Scott, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on the NAR Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast. Thank you. D. Scott Smith is a member of the NAR Signature Series Speakers Bureau. He runs Commercial Real Estate Training Academy at expertcre.com. And for more information about NAR Commercial, visit the website realtor.org forward slash commercial. We produce these programs in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. For everyone at NAR Commercial and the National Association of Realtors, this is Steve Lubetkin. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.